Hello, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 3 of the Believe Overwatch League podcast from the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on all social media at Believe in OWL and at Believe.com. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another lovely March episode of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. We are recording this on the day before St. Patrick's Day, so hope you all remember to wear green tomorrow and hope you all are feeling lucky. Well, you're going to be listening to this either today or the day of St. Patrick's Day or the day after, so hope you are wearing or have decided to wear green on St. Patrick's Day. So <laughs> how are you doing, Kevin? You feeling lucky? Um. Uh, I, I wouldn't say luck is on my side recently. <laughs> um, I was driving back on Saturday from like from a friend's house, two hours like south of where I live. And uh, I blew out one of my tires on the freeway. Oh, that's so, not good. It, it was not good, but uh, I just got my tires replaced today. So I'm really happy about that. Um, but last week, uh, I said bye to V Flight since he's actually moving to LA, so he's heading back to he's heading down your way. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know where in LA he's he's moving to? I don't know the exact location, but I can uh, I can hit him up if if we ever need more stuff from him. But uh, yeah, we we hung out in J Town in Japantown up here, um, had Korean barbecue for lunch, and uh, just did some you know cleanup stuff around here. But yeah, he's moving down this weekend. Um, got to say bye to him. And then since it was his last time like hanging out with me, I did treat him to an escape room since uh, one of the locations is just is pretty close. It's like a half hour drive from where he is right now. So we made a detour and went down there. So that was pretty fun. Nice. Um, did that and also did Sandbox VR, which is like a virtual reality uh, like experience thing where they hook you up with like mocap stuff and it it was definitely an interesting experience uh would definitely try it again too if i ever got the shot um as mentioned on friday uh i got to go see i i saw the batman um i still have not seen it i okay so like it is a three-hour movie that is one thing that's it is a three-hour movie but I, I tweeted about it and I said it is it's like a perfect escape room because hmm. the first 10 minutes is used to just introduce you to Batman and what he means to the city, right? Then everything after that is just making you guess, okay, what's next? Who do what what is the next step in this process? Um who like who or what can either Bruce Wayne or Batman do? to progress the story and like how crazy is that and then the last one like at the very end it's always making you think like oh what's next when am i gonna get the next one so i'm like it is a three-hour movie but it feels like an hour and a half and you want more when it's over and so that's that's like a sign of a really good movie it was just really well done i think robert pattinson makes a really good bruce wayne um just just because of like it, you could feel the trauma inside of him 
uh, as I a mean, character. He, he has the experience from playing uh, moody Twilight vampire all those years ago. Yeah. And then he like also gets ripped because he has to be Batman. So like it it's pretty good. It's, it's a good film. Would recommend. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I gave it a nine out of ten. Um, and then, yeah, I, I went around and I bought a bunch of manga, too. That's what I did this weekend. Made sure that I had all of that going for me. And uh, yeah, I got, I got a bobblehead at the at the Warriors game because I went to see that on Sunday. Um, the G League game. It's a, uh, you know, the development. Oh, yeah, you, league. Were, you were telling us about that. How yeah, it? it's it was it was pretty good. We got to go to the Chase Center. Uh, we got our bobbleheads. Um, the like I mentioned it off podcast. I don't think that we, we actually touched on it, but um, we got to see them face off against the G League Ignite. And I always thought that concept is super interesting where like the league signs like up and coming talent to like a short contract uh, just to have experience in the league. And then when it's all said and done, if they if like let's say if other teams are missing players, they could sign players from that G League team. Mm-hmm. to get them into the league so it's like if for example like you you know um the overwatch league you have to be at least 18 to play right right so let's just say there was a contenders team sponsored by contenders that had a bunch of players that weren't quite 18 yet right so like you can have anybody like let's just say if you had like the most cracked like 13 like 13 to 17 year olds on one team, right? Mm -hmm. That is the team. Like these are up and coming talents that you can recruit. And they're just out here playing in like playing in the league. So like it would be, I was mentioning it to Matt uh, like after the podcast, but that's like if they added one more team to the APAC region and one more team to um, to the NA and EU region, where it's just a bunch of free agents who are just brand new, like fresh talent who is who nobody has ever seen. And they just get a team together and then they scrim and they practice. And then like after that one year, their contract is up. And then if anybody wants to pick them up, uh, they, they could do that. So that's why I always thought that that was a really interesting concept of just having like young talent getting signed and playing in the big leagues. So how do they how do they do? Oh, it was a close game. It went to overtime. Ooh. Um, it was like 102 to 102. And then uh the G League Warriors did really well and just found a rally. Um, there's a whole bunch of different rules in the G League. That's one thing that like I did not know. Um, besides like the little quirky things of like um certain like there's certain things that fans do at, at G League games that aren't like normal, like one of them is like you're not allowed to sit down until the first bucket is made by the team. Um, I didn't didn't know that. Uh, the free throw thing. This is something that like threw me off for a while. But um, in normal basketball, when you get fouled and you go to the line, you shoot two free throws and they count for one point each. In the G League, you shoot one free throw that counts for both points. Oh, so it's like a one one shot for for two deal or if you're fouled on the three-point line it's one free throw for three points so there's more pressure on making it Mm -hmm. um 
and then what other what other weird rules were there um oh overtimes are like two minutes they're really short that's it yeah it's just it's literally two minutes so you only get like five trips up and down so that's why like players have to ball out in this time um and it's it's crazy it's fast-paced it's fun to watch and fun to like learn about because there's just a bunch of different rules as well as like new and upcoming talent that you normally wouldn't see but if you do get to see them play you're like oh, okay cool but i they work their way all the way back up here so just a really interesting concept altogether mm-hmm. uh how about you how was your week how's, how's everything going for you it's been uh, very stressful just just very very stressful overall just with life and work and everything um so um and i can say this because i know for a fact she does not listen to this podcast but um so esme the girl i've like kind of been seeing and hanging out with like didn't talk to me for a week because it's like it like one she's busy because she is like working etc and like it was her birthday weekend and then like things are due for her this week so it's like looking back on it and it's like okay i can see how like she probably didn't have time to get back to me but also for that week i was just like what did I do wrong? Why are you not talking <laughs> yeah. to me? What's going on? Because it was like, it went from like daily communication to like nothing. So you can kind of, you can see how that might be a little bit stressful for me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, not, yeah. I'm not overreacting there. It's a you're, you're not. Bit... It's just, it's just okay. like, okay. I expect like, like just, just <laughs> that would be a little bit like, mm-hmm. and like, like I just like want to make sure that you're not dead. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> did, did, did something go wrong? So like, uh, this is this is a little bit NSFW, but so like I sent her the burrito blanket and I haven't heard back from her whether she liked it or not yet. So just like in my head, in, in the weird places that my brain goes to, I was thinking like, OK, Amazon warehouse. What if like the packages got mixed up and like instead of her opening it and getting a burrito blanket, she got something like awful, like a dildo or something. It, it, as long as you don't order it for for them because i could be i could like prove it's like no i ordered you the burrito blanket but like what i because like you know things can happen you know it's it, sitcoms are sometimes based on things that actually happen to people so um that was one of my big stressors but like now that like i, I messaged her today and she's like oh no i'm it, i'm not avoiding you it's just i'm too busy like right now it's like things are due for me and i have to get them done it's like oh, okay that makes sense at least i know it's not something i did wrong and that we're still like cool but um and so another thing i did was i um i picked up elden ring because i i was able to somehow manage to find a used copy so i got it for cheaper and also like i got i technically have a a one week free trial that expires tomorrow on it if i want to return it for my money back but like I, it's hard kevin it's very hard i've gotten like part way through it and i'm like i don't hate it because like I'll make a decent amount of progress, but it's all, it's very frustrating, but I, I don't hate it as much as I thought I would. So I have until tomorrow to decide if I want to keep it or not. But like on one hand, having played it, I kind of understand why like people would want to buy runes because you need runes to level up and everything. Um, and you, unless you're, you lose your runes upon death, you get runes from killing things. You lose your runes upon death and you can like pick them up again 
after you die if you go back to the same spot. But if you die before you get to them, your runes are gone forever. And I have died so many times that I've lost so many runes and I have not leveled up. And I just keep, keep, getting, keep getting ganked by all these bosses or like stupid enemies and giant crabs and whatnot. So I get it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't spend actual money on runes, but I kind of get it. So uh, the, the, the topic we talked about last week. Um, okay, I get it, guys. But still, for real money, like paying that much and getting banned, I still don't think it's worth it. Just like enjoy the pain of Elden Ring. Like you knew what you were getting into when you bought this game. Don't try to cheat your way out of it. I knew what I was getting into when I bought it. And like, even though I suck terribly, like I'm owning that. Just just own how much you suck at this game. It's okay. We're all there. Yeah, you bought a FromSoft game. You're you're <laughs> going to you're gonna hate yourself. That that is how it works. Yeah. Um, it, it should be a part of the terms of conditions. It's just like you you look at it. It says you will you will <laughs> mold playing our game, and you should just be like, all right, yeah, yeah, kind of do that. Um. But to get into the news of the week, speaking of Elden Ring and, and FromSoft, um, last week we talked about a speedrunner who had already beaten the game in under an hour. People are already beating this. I really don't know how because this game is just bonkers bananas insane. Um, but I mean, I guess like for people who have come from a long history of playing Dark Souls and other From Software games, um, Apparently, there is a, a guy whose uh, name is Distortion2, who's a experienced speedrunner um, from soft games, and he was able to beat the game in 36 minutes and 20 seconds. Um, and apparently, at the time that this was done, this, that was the fastest any percent speedrunning of the game. So went down from an hour to 36 minutes. So feeling that that was too easy distortion to also beat it again in 28 minutes and 59 seconds so he beat it twice and set the record twice and i still like for me a half hour is walking out and getting ganked like by the same enemy five times because i i'm too stupid to figure out the, the attack patterns and i just keep throwing myself at the same enemy over and over and over again and dying because i keep losing my runes and i can't level up <laughs> yeah and i i understand how how painful these games can be so uh good luck if you still love elden rings go ahead and play it but i it's beautiful. i know it's gorgeous yeah. and it's terrifying like i i feel anxiety when playing which is like really it feels counterintuitive <laughs> to playing games you know like you don't like unless you're like very into getting scared for horror games like you don't play games to feel stressed you play games to be unstressed but like unless it's a from soft game then unless you're it's a from all the soft time. game <laughs> or you're playing hard mode among us like those are, yeah yeah but like yeah I'd, i i get it it's it's fun and it's great when you beat a boss but like getting yeah. to that point it's like it's really difficult i'm playing as a samurai um because why not i should have gone with a magic build but I saw Samurai and I'm like, yeah, let's do that. 
Uh, but <laughs> it's like I'll get I'll get the boss or whatever I'm fighting very, very low in health. And then I'll like freak out and just be impatient and not wait for like a safe opening to attack. And then I'll rush in and then I'll immediately get one shotted by this boss or I'll be kind of sneaking around. And like from across the map, some stupid glowing Minotaur has a giant goddamn arrow that impales me from across the goddamn map. And then I have to start all over again. I hate it. I hate it so much. But then it's just like, I don't know. It, I can, I, I get why it's addictive. It's because people want to like kill that enemy that killed them several times just for the satisfaction of like, ha, fuck you. But I can, I, I don't know whether like one, it is very early in the year. So I don't know whether I would call it game of the year, but I can say, I can definitely say it is a very good quality game. Um, so continuing on this thread of of the the Elden Ring, so the publisher Bandai Namco, which published Elden Ring, um, is throwing their hat in or not the hat, but like they're getting into the whole um, scene of supporting Ukraine right now. So to show their support for the Ukrainian people right now, Bandai Namco is don- uh, donating a hundred million yen, which is I guess. If you translate it to the U.S. dollars, it's close to a million dollars um, to the charity organization Save the Children to support humanitarian efforts for those who are impacted by the Ukraine crisis. So um, that's another they're another group that is putting their money into a good cause, I guess. Um, and if anything, like this money is like kind of nothing to them, considering how much money they're getting from Elden Ring right now. But at least it's like at least it's going to a good cause and at least it's like good social credit for them um there's a lot of stuff been going on right now about like different companies who are uh showing their support for ukraine and i and potentially not showing their support for russia um like i know mcdonald's has pulled out of russia disney is moving to pull out of russia netflix is pulling out of russia um warner brothers pulled the batman out of russia but one company that's kind of still going there um is the the franchise owner of papa john's pizza in ukraine and papa john's has a very controversial history in itself especially with papa john being kind of a shady person um but the the franchise owner of papa john's in russia said that he's not going to be suspending operations like other companies are like other franchises are and he's going to keep operating there according to him because the russian people like pizza and the everyday russian people deserve pizza as well so and like we talked about last week like i can see it like yes the average everyday russian people are not to blame here and they are feeling the effects of what their politicians are doing that they have no desire or sway when it comes to these certain things but like also by pulling out companies are one showing their support for the ukrainian people and two putting pressure economic pressure on both the russian people to speak up against this war and hopefully take action to go against it and also kind of taking down the russian economy to the point where it's untenable for them to continue this war and that their economy will suffer for years on end. That being said, like I'm a bit torn here because on again, on the one hand, like the Russian people 
aren't to blame here, but also it's getting to the point where like, I don't know, is it, is it ethical to be pushing and pressuring these companies to, to make that move? And if they decide not to, is it like ethical to shame them into it? Like say if, um, say like Nintendo decided not to pull out of Russia or, or anything like, would we be right to pressure Nintendo to like not release Pokemon Arceus there or not to suspend Pokemon Go servers in Russia? Um, I, I just think that, yeah, I, we understand it from both perspectives. It's like, on one hand, it is still business and you still want to make money and you still need, like, if you want that market, you could still get it. But at the same time, it's like, it's another thing to have, I, I wouldn't say it, you're not on the wrong side of history, but like, it could be one of those things where you look at it again and you're like, why are we still here like helping their economy right um it's it's really like it's tough for companies but like i i understand like both sides i know that you know bandai namco is making the right play a lot of companies are pulling out of russia to hurt their economy for what they've done so far um but at the same time like if people are willing to look past that it's really what the company itself wants to do there um i know that we if, if anything we should really be limiting what they have because that not only puts pressure like once again like we had this discussion last week where it's like are we punishing russia as a country or is it like we're hurting the people more um and I do understand both sides of that conflict. Once again, it's just like, but I feel like if you hit the general public, it, it will like create an uprising and like people will definitely want to talk about it. It's just like, why are the, or the things that our leaders are doing? Why does that impact me as just a regular civilian? So um, it, it does lead to a lot of other things and i really don't know you know how russia is supposed to respond to something like this i mean they they are responding to this so to move on to the entertainment side so um again with, with companies like bandai namco actively contributing to the ukrainian people and to relief efforts for them with companies like i said pulling their entertainment out of Russia and not making it available to enjoy, to purchase, or to view. Um, Russia, Russian citizens are put are being put in a a very difficult position. Like, how do they enjoy their free time? How do they kind of continue normal life as as much as possible? Um, and in order to do that, the Russian government decided that. Um, they are going to relax piracy legislation and restrictions so that I guess now you can pirate anything from the West and the Russian government won't care. So that is, um, 
let's see what is the, the the statement from the Russian Ministry of Economic Development said the possibility of lifting restrictions on the use of intellectual property contained in certain goods the supply of which to Russia is limited is being considered this will smooth out the impact of the market of breaks in supply chains as well as the shortage of goods and services that arose due to new sanctions by western countries um again it's it's essentially legalizing piracy so i mean this is probably the smartest move that russia could do um it is kind of a weird workaround <laughs> like yeah. it's like hey you can, we can't get it legally so we'll we'll allow you to do it illegally mm-hmm. um which is really weird um because yeah it's just not it, I, I don't know how else to really explain it it feels weird it's just like yeah why that this is not the the band-aid that is going to fix you know your slash yeah. tire right of of what your government is doing this is just this is just literally like hey we need a way to keep our people happy and if we can't do it legally, we'll do it illegally. It's just, it's just so awkward. Like, mm-hmm. if anything, you're promoting stealing for <laughs> from your country. It It's just not a good look. Right. So most of the media in Russia, if not all of it, I think all of it at this point, is state controlled. So Putin and his government are controlling what information the general russian people are seeing that comes from russia i mean there's other sources that especially younger people i believe like the demographic breakdown is like older of course older people um who grew up in in previous generations especially when putin was seen as more of a hero they grew up with him um they are leaning towards the the state-sponsored stuff whereas uh younger generations who grew up in a more media excuse me a, a more open media age with a lot more Western influence, they turn to other sites and other sources for their information. But in the Russians controlled state media, at least what these press outlets are saying, for example, the um, Rossi, Rossi Kaya Gazette, they, they're saying since many Western studios have ref- refused to release new films in Russia, the parliamentarian believes that thanks to the current torrent tracker, users will be able to watch Hollywood films. So of course, they're definitely going to spin this in a positive light. But my question after that is like, when this is all over, when everything the dust settles, whatever may happen here, um, I don't honestly believe that these protest bans in Russia are going to last forever. There's going to be a point where Netflix and Warner Brothers and Sony and all of them are going to come back into Russia and Disney is going to Disney plus Russia again. Um, But then at that point, how do you kind of walk back this, this legalized piracy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You literally are allowing people to pirate things, right? For just saying like, we can't get it. Go ahead. Do what you need to. Right. (laughs) At the end of everything, you know for a fact that, like, they say, oh, you can pirate X, Y, and Z, right? Yeah. So what happens when Hollywood comes for your head? 
and like not only Hollywood but like Silicon Valley as well like all of the gaming companies like mm-hmm. when this all settles through like I understand they're going to be like oh well we we relax our piracy laws but you know that they're going to come after you leg- like with legislation of some sort and say like hey you have you know mm-hmm. you're you're legally like allowing or you're encouraging people to break our terms of services and that is going to be something that i don't know how much money they're going to have to fork up later down the line um especially when it comes down to like media it's going to be gaming it's going to be like everything that is piratable under whatever they're relaxing right now Mm -hmm. um just coming down on them it's going to be it's going to be real bad um yeah so i feel like this is just such a really weird like workaround and if anything it's only going to hurt them later down the line because at this point like at that point when the media companies are coming back do they do they go after like the average russian citizens because i don't think they'll do that i think Um, they'll go after the government yeah so they'll go after the government but is it going to be like a punitive thing going forward it's like from here on out you can't do it or are they gonna like are they gonna look for retroactive retribution and stuff like hey you you did this back then and now we want recompense for all the the money that we lost i would think that they would try to do it retroactively Mm -hmm. um not only is that like you know the the better way for them to get the most money out of their lawsuit but also just like it's from this point that they announced that it's legal to do this to whenever this either gets lifted or until like tensions drop so i do think that gaming companies and you know certain industries in general are not gonna see or they're not going to see a lot of profit from any of this, and it's just going to hurt them even more. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Uh, I can't see the full article because I'm not paying for this website. But apparently, um, since all the McDonald's have pulled out of Russia, Russia took over the uh, those spaces and now have opened Uncle Vanya's. <laughs> it's not, not quite McDonald's. You, you, you're not going to find the shamrock shake there. So I just had one yesterday. They're pretty good. Do I need to? I need to get mine. Because I don't uh, normally like mint, but like yeah. a Shamrock McFlurry tastes pretty damn good. So wait, does the Shamrock McFlurry come with chocolate in it too? It or? comes with Oreo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That that's it's expensive it's though, dude. Yeah, those things are are up there. Like I bought three of them and then four orders of fries yesterday just as a snack for family. Yeah. That was thirty five dollars. Yeah, it, it it's up there. It's it's crazy. Oh, just ah, McDonald's. Come on, it used to be like the cheap option, but now you are ridiculously expensive. Maybe I will go to Uncle Vanya's instead. I mean, if, if they got the McRib, <laughs> we're we're heading over there. <laughs> um, since I mentioned Pokemon and and stuff earlier, Kevin, let us know what is happening in the world of Pokemon. Yeah, we have Pokemon Unite news lots uh just because that's where that's where I'm living right now. Um uh, if you guys haven't been following the Twitter, there's a whole bunch of just Pokemon stuff that I've been working on. 
Um, but uh, we got Duraladon on Pi Day, um, three one four. Uh, he's a little busted, and by a little bit busted, I mean a lot of bit busted. Um, and then they tried to implement a patch on top of it, and yeah, it ended up breaking Blastoise and uh, and Duraladon and Gengar. So a couple Pokemon just like not not the fun kind of broken it's like when they introduce brig kind of broken mm. so we definitely need a lot more help in the patch note side and then also the client itself is pretty buggy but hopefully we could get that all resolved um there's also a new battle pass that's out right now if you guys like sylveon um there's a new sylveon Hollowware that's coming out with it um so that is something else to be looking out for um I'll probably announce it next week since next week is going to be closer to the actual day of the event. But there's a lot of Pokemon Unite stuff coming up in the future for me. Um, But I'll remind you guys closer to the actual day of. So um, for now, you know, we have a new Pokemon. We have a new Battle Pass. um, And the game is kind of buggy, but uh, at least we're having fun with it and enjoying what they're uh, what they're giving us. What is your current like? Who are, you, who are you currently playing? Like, who would you recommend or like some good Pokemon for people to use? And like, what strategies have you have you seen as the uh, game continues to evolve? Yeah, I, I feel like it really does depend on your play style. Like, once again, it's the same thing as like Overwatch, where there are different roles for different people. And if you like a certain role, you're going to gravitate more towards that anyways. Um, for me personally, I'm I'm more of a support player. I like enabling teammates and they might not know it but like i'm the real carry i'm, I'm the one out here keeping you alive uh so i like to keep it in in that mindset of you know i might not be the one with my name in the kill feed but without my help you would definitely have not won that fight um <laughs> so it really does depend on your play style and what you like um and yeah it also depends on like how well your team plays because there are different metas we've um i had the pleasure of having the days off when there were like bigger tournaments and just watching the difference between like the japanese meta versus the korean meta versus you know uh na and eu meta they're all different Mm -hmm. and they all play at a different pace and it's amazing to watch um because it's like once you you know that like later down the line they are all gonna cross at some point and end up like playing against each other so who is the top of the top dogs you know like who actually owns the top of this game and how crazy can this game get you know Mm -hmm. um which which is fun it's like if you were to watch if you were watching overwatch and like one team is playing like straight up original death ball um, you know, like Ryan Zarya and the other team is running dive and like both of them are viable. They're both at like their strongest peak play, um, but they both have just different trains of thought when they're going into fights. So how's the scene kind of growing overall? Um, since we've gotten a lot more support from the Pokemon company itself, um, I, I like the direction that they're going and that has really helped with at least recognition of the game. Um, and I, I like that a lot because a lot of gaming companies don't 
like they think of the esport half as like a secondary thing where it's just mm-hmm. like oh well like if our game is popular enough we'll work on it but you know pokemon unite isn't even a year old it i believe it just crossed the six month mark hold on let me let me double check here um let's see one four five six okay so it's been seven months uh, i came out in august of last year um but we've already gotten you know an, an announcement of the the esports circuit they want you know pokemon to be a part of the uh championship series in august and a whole bunch of other things that are coming their way so i really do hope that we get more support for these games and th- this just proves like if you guys like a certain game and it's competitive but like you don't think that there is a market out there for it just start a grassroots thing like people will come mm-hmm. because they're just interested in it um i remember like i i bought a nintendo switch dock from this guy and he was really into tetris and he's like is there a place to like go and play like full-on tetris tournaments and i'm like if you look online there's probably somebody who is running stuff like that um whether it's the original you know uh super nintendo version competitive tetris yeah competitive tetris exists it's scary how good they they are crazy they're ridiculously good and so you know that there's like competition in there it's just a matter of getting sponsors and money and stuff like that to fund the game and then once you do that like you start getting traction you get more people on board um it might even pique the attention of the actual game creators themselves and then they start getting involved um it's just a great way of like looking into it so i hope that you know even if your game is not popular like if you play like any form of competitive game uh you can even look to create your own little circuit and people will come and flock so it it's just a matter of how well you really want to organize it and and make everything work it's part of that concept where it's like if if you don't do it then who will Exactly. Kind of like that bystander effect thing. Like you people keep expecting that someone else will take the action that they want to do, but just can't find the motivation to do. Um, but the thing is, like, if everyone keeps waiting, then who's going to start it? <laughs> exactly. And you want to always jump the gun um, when you're working on, you know, the next up and coming esport. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking with, I think it was on Artie's podcast. Uh, he asked me, how did I get into Pokemon Unite? And I told him it started off as me wanting to do something big in the Overwatch scene and the Valorant scene. Um, and those years, like those years that were leading up to Pokemon Unite were all of these like, like all of these years that I put into something that I knew I couldn't reach the top. It is just something like that where, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Overwatch League, when it came out, it had its set roster, right? You had Brennan Sideshow, you had Achilles, so uh, like like those those people. And then the same thing on the desk, you had like Golden Boy, Zoe, and, you know, everybody else who was really good. You had Uber, and that was your set right there. So if I wasn't one of those, how am I going to break in, right? Or if I wasn't next up in contenders, where am I going, right? Um, 
same thing happened in Valorant where it was like, okay, everybody from Overwatch is now migrating over to Valorant to take a shot at this new thing. And if I'm not big enough already, how am I going to break through the store, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, okay, Pokemon Unite came out. The second that it dropped, I was like, this is a, this is what they call a team. This is a team battler. This is a MOBA. And I have MOBA experience casting. But nobody is moving over from other games. Like, if you're in League of Legends or Dota 2, you're not moving over to Pokemon Unite. Like, that, that is not something that's, like, in your wheelhouse. Yeah. So being able to have Pokemon Unite and then just say, like, this is a fresh scene. I, can, I have the years of experience getting ready for this. I'm going to break through. And this is, this is the niche. So that is the way to go. There's just so many opportunities to get in. So if you want to get into an esport of any sort, I would definitely say like it's better late than never. And it's always mm-hmm. about the people. It's about the people you know rather than like honestly, like how good you are. Cause I honestly felt super rusty going into a lot of these Pokemon Unite casts when I started. But now that like I've casted Oh, I'm counting now. Um, I would say I, I've casted almost every other weekend. Um, I'm mm-hmm. starting to get my you know feet under me again and trying to get the flow back. Um, which honestly, like I, I have a whole PowerPoint on you know casting and fun stuff to do. Um, might have to bring that back for a YouTube video, just letting you guys know. So if you guys want the the crash course thing that I gave Matt like a long time ago, I might be updating it for a uh, a fun video on my channel. So I'll I'll mm. let you know if that ever drops. Well, glad to hear that the the scene is taking off. Um, it's certainly sounds like it's faring better than Overwatch these days. Yeah, and here's the thing about Overwatch too, and I not Overwatch two, but Overwatch T O O. Um, sorry to get your hopes up. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but don't honest, do that to us <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i debated you pretty hard there uh, but um the the thing is i feel like a lot of casters who are either on board right now for the next season of the overwatch league um this if anything opened up a door for a lot of like casters who haven't had the opportunity to make it up there um will it be like brand new talent that people know will work or is it going to be, you know, once again, like knowing the right people at the right time and being able to get, you know, a long-term position with, you know, Blizzard or whoever happens to be running the broadcast now. Um, but when, especially when games resurge, like it's really interesting to see who's fighting for those top positions again. Mm-hmm. Um, would I take a stab at Overwatch again? I, I would like to think I would, but I think... I'm too slow. I don't, I don't, (laughs) I hate to say this, but like, um, I feel like I'm better on the analytics part of it rather than the, the fast casting. And that's the complete opposite of what I'm doing for Pokemon Unite, which Mm -hmm. is hilarious. So like for Valorant and for Overwatch, I was a color commentator for the longest time, but there's no play-by-play commentator for, for like Pokemon Unite that rattles it off the same way how they have it in like league and um and dota so i'm trying to fill that niche right now and 
if it requires me to listen to, you know, lose yourself 80 million times in order to get the M&M flow, <laughs> I'm going to do it. Um, it, it works, believe it or not. That's actually one of the tactics. Like, like you, you listen to an instrumental and you listen to rappers and you pick up on their, their cadence and their pentameter. And then you just try to, the, the coolest thing to do ever, if you ever get the chance to do it, if there is a team fight going on and you have a beat like that, you can just queue up on either a stream deck or just on like a separate tab or window, you play the beat underneath it. And in the middle of the team fight, you'll catch yourself hitting that rhythm that comes with with hmm. the um, with the beat. And it, it's the same idea as walking next to somebody when you're walking and talking at the same time, you're footsteps end up like syncing up in order to not only just keep up with them but also to keep like keep pace with them um when you're listening to a song underneath an overwatch team fight you you pick up on the same speed of the of the bpm of the actual song so it's really funny because if you pick something like rap god for example right you might not catch yourself like going as fast as m but you will like catch yourself like hitting finishing your sentences at the times that the verses end normally and it's really funny and it works interesting i never thought of that but it kind of makes sense because it's like like just having come from like an rotc background like when you're marching um you just kind of eventually if you're not on beat on, on like on the beat and like on on cadence without correcting yourself too much like you can generally like like if you take a bunch of rotc kids right and you just mm-hmm. tell them to go walk they will eventually like all get into step without even thinking about it just because like they're they're, they're so used to the rhythm and like if you throw another kid into the mix while they're all on beat then the kid will just kind of kind of like in that same way fall naturally and correct themselves and like get on step with everybody else so when you when I think about it, it totally makes sense, but it's not something I would have thought of before, which is really cool. Yeah, um, and it's great. It's definitely fun practice too. If you ever have it for fun, just find a find a good beat, put it underneath a cast, and uh, just just fire away. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, before we get into actual Overwatch news, um, Kevin, have you heard of the game Domina? No, I haven't heard of Domina. I haven't heard of it either, but it's making the rounds on the internet because it is getting review bombed to absolute hell. And I actually think it kind of deserves it for, for a game because I'm not I'm not usually into review bombing, but I kind of feel like this one deserves it because um, on March 8th, there was a, an update to this game on Steam. But And it's not the game itself that is being review bombed, as in most cases, review bombing doesn't actually pertain to the quality of the game and like before this the game apparently had like very very good reviews um but in the march 8th patch um turns out there was an an anti-mask covid-esque rant put in by the developers that says take off the the effing masks i already said the f word earlier take off the fucking masks next time you're at the grocery store try showing a woman your face be confident unafraid of the all caps lies you might you might get a girlfriend women like confidence women don't like dudes who cover their faces in fear what are you afraid of getting laid grow up 
Um, How does that make you feel, Kevin? <laughs> uh, it makes me want to wear a mask even more. Because uh, number one, I don't want to smell your garlic as like onion eating breath, fam. I number one, um, y- y'all got to practice dental hygiene. I know that that is something that, uh, especially like it, you might have been neglecting it over the course of quarantine since you haven't been going out much, but <laughs> definitely go, go and go and do that. Um, and I don't think it would be your, I, I think that it's not the mask that is equal wearing masks does not equal no girlfriend. I, I don't think that, <laughs> I, I don't think that's how it works, fam. Uh, <laughs> I, maybe maybe it's um, you know sitting in front of your computer all day playing a game instead of going out and actually seeing IRL people. Uh, that that might help. <laughs> you know that that might be mm-hmm. the problem here. Um, I would know from experience, but <laughs> for the most part, um, I, I think honestly for me it's like if you're comfortable wearing a mask in front of people, like wear it. Like that is that is something that you know. I don't, I don't know everybody's vaccination status. We don't need to like, we don't carry it around like our necks or anything. Uh, we do carry, you know, if you are vaccinated, you have your vaccination card, but like, I'm not going to card you every single time that you go into some place. Right. So, I mean, some places are doing that. Like in LA, they, they, you were there. They, they checked yeah. our cards. Yeah. Like, but especially like now, since like restrictions are slowly being lifted, um, mm-hmm. more people are getting, you know, the vaccine, which has, you know, helped people at survive you know the the COVID-19 variant um so I do think that you know if you want to wear it for a little bit longer I'm doing the thing where um I'm following the school board's rules for like around here Mm -hmm. where the second that the school board say like okay if kids who are in the classroom are allowed to like are you know, they don't have to wear masks in the classroom. Um, for us, it's April 15th. I think that's the, that's the rule. Um, we're, we're going to drop that and try to like get back to doing that. Um, but honestly, I, if you, if you like wearing your mask or you have a stockpile of masks that you need to use, uh, I'm, I fall on the latter half of that. Uh, definitely keep wearing them. It is something that it, it's been popularized in Japan. It works in Japan because even when people are sick, they don't get other people sick if they have to go into work. It's it's just a proven method. So if right. you if you feel like you need to wear it, wear it. But like once again, I do not think that like especially as a dev, you really need to push this onto your onto your player base because people are not first of all, we're 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 not gonna we're not gonna enjoy it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm gonna keep wearing my mask anyway wherever I go for at least for now. Um, but so back to Domina. So apparently, Domina is a, a according to Steam, it is the finest gladiator management simulator in the world, fortified with chariot racing and twitch integration. Do not trust the weak imposters. There is no competition. Only Domina will make you strong. Um, and so after this whole this review thing happened. Their official Twitter um, had a post and it said, Dev suggests courage, woke mob. Um, no, courage is bad, actually. And there's no such thing as cancel culture. Um, so they're, they're being a bit salty. They're doubling down. This wasn't just like 
the case of a a rogue developer wanting to kind of sneak something in there now this is like actually the company's stance and it turns out this is not the first time that they've done sort of things like this like people were digging into previous um, update patches and reading them to see if there were similar things and yes there were uh there were quite similar things and here's one that um was shared uh, this is from their V1.2.89 beta patch. Some men still won't fight. They're weak. There's no accounting for weak men. Weak men lack character. Strong moral fiber is hard to come by. It's earned through hard work and sacrifice and cannot be had via OnlyFans or Pornhub. No, these fucking things are demonic possessors waiting to show you a succubus titty in the hopes he'll be able to waste a load and punt. Her, instead of spending that energy studying how to weld or grow a potato or learning a new language or how to program a computer. Listen, kids, get off them porn tubes and do something with your life because no one's going to give you a goddamn thing. And this whole mess we call civilization is only getting harder. We need solutions. We need smart men who can work hard and implement those solutions. Masturbating to e-girls isn't going to solve the energy crisis, is it? Get to work. Or play video games and have a relax and then get to work. Fresh tomorrow. I can't possibly know what's best for you or your individual situation. Really, don't let strangers on the internet tell you how to live your life. If you want to be told how to live your life, read the New Testament. The internet will only give you lies. That is a... <laughs> um, first of all, that's quite a bit to be putting into parentheses. Um, I'm, just, I'm just telling you that right now, Domina. Um, please, please work on your formatting. Um, number two, your grammar is terrible. Um, please, please uh, capitalize your first letters. That is just uh, sorry. <laughs> Working in an escape room has really just like made me pick out all these little things. Um, besides detail. that, I mean, yeah, it, it it's good and bad because like I I read things and nothing stands out to me. I'm I'm lost in your uh, in your soup. Um, but yeah, this is this is kind of kind of kind of weird. Uh, don't do that uh if you want moral fiber there's a thing i'm not sponsored uh it's called metamucil it's really good for your system. <laughs> no go go and go and do the two-week challenge uh from from metamucil that will help you out with your fiber um yeah everything else wise just like um i don't i don't know what this what the devs be doing at this point like what who who hurt you um what what what's their name? Who Pornhubs who did. Pornhubs. It's, it's Bell on, Delphine. Bro. Bell Delphine hurt this guy. <laughs> man, the, this man is uh, officially is morally <laughs> bankrupt on OnlyFans. We we know it. Um, he, he tried to buy some of the bathwater, but they were sold out. Oh yeah, it 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 doesn't taste good. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Um, but overall, it's just like you're you're telling us that you know we won't fight. Or like be strong in any way, shape, or form. But like, if if anything, you making a game is not going to help. <laughs> like, uh, I, I hate to say it, like you're you're literally selling us a thing that is supposed to like prevent us from you. You want us to spend time playing your game and not not actually working on this stuff. So, um, yeah, it, it a little a little awkward, kind of kind of weird, champ. Um don't do this um 
this is something that belongs on your uh you know that like your 4chan or or reddit like post things like if this was like on their r slash reddit like i more people would blow it up yes but it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be as bad as it being on steam right now and the fact that you haven't deleted it either it's been up since like may 6th so the fact that this is an actual like development note yeah this is this is weird (laughs) don't don't do this well again it's getting review bombed anyway and i feel like this is one of the instances where i'm like okay i'm i'm okay with this (laughs) because it's it's just so bonkers bizarre that like you wouldn't expect to find this thing in your game patch notes like I don't read the Overwatch patch notes and expect something to be like, I don't know, um, stop wanking a tracer, something like that. I, I would never expect that. And if it did, I would be like, Blizzard, you're drunk. Go home. <laughs> yeah. This is this is not great. I mean, just don't don't put your your personal, like either political beliefs or whatever in your patch notes because like if only it not only does it look bad on on your whole developer thing like anything by dolphin barn is now going to just be associated with this um but it also like it could follow your your trajectory too like your your Mm -hmm. career path because like they'll be like oh well we don't like what you posted the in the patch notes forever. for this game you know yeah like this isn't this isn't gonna let up in any way shape or form either so um if anything don't don't do this this is a thing for game dev peeps just just look at domina and do the exact opposite of what it's doing um on top of that like i've, I've been i actually read some of the notes recently from the steam page and it's like they they said that they had gameplay features and then they just put them behind paywalls. That's also Ew. something that you shouldn't do. Um, if you're gonna give us features, give us features. Like we will we will pay for cosmetics. That is just something that works. But don't don't make it suck. Okay. <laughs> like yeah. Um, and yeah. Once again, um, I clearly know that you guys know how to use the uh, the shift key. On your keyboard, I can see it in that second to last parentheses uh, underneath uh, your your last new thing. Um, try to work on that. Uh, I, I understand, you know, grammar is hard. We've been in a bubble for two and a half years or whatever, um, but grammar does get you quite a far, quite 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 a far, quite a good distance. Uh, <laughs> quite a far. Quite a quite a good far, um, <laughs> coming from a person who clearly knows English. Uh, <laughs> Very good at word. So speaking of patch notes, let's get into the Overwatch patch notes that we got. Hooray, we have actual Overwatch things to talk about once again. Um, so this patch went live on March 15th, which was, I mean, for me and Kevin, it was yesterday for six minutes. And then and after six minutes, it'll be tomorrow. And for whenever you listen to this, but the March 15th, 2022 patch notes went live. Um, first one that's really kind of noteworthy is that um, the new Grand Finals Championship skin came out. It is the Sombra 
Zulong skin, which is celebrating the Shanghai Dragons for becoming the championships last year. And as with all things in the Overwatch League um, store for Overwatch, it's going to be 200 Overwatch League tokens, which I, I hope you've been saving them because we don't have any actual Overwatch really to watch right now to gain those tokens, unless you want to go out and buy them, which you can, but you can also just like, when, uh, yeah, you can just buy, that's your only option now is to either have them stocked up or buy them. Um, The other really big note is that Horizon Lunar Colony and Paris, which are notoriously hated as maps, um, are now not only taken out of competitive mode, they are gone from quick play and other related modes. So originally these two modes were intended to be reworked and then re-released to make them more balanced and more fun and more enjoyable as maps. But I guess that plan has now like these maps been scrapped because according to, I, I guess the last development note we had before this, um, there was currently no work being done to retool these maps. And I guess we're just never going to see them again, which honestly is fine by me. I hated these maps so much. I, I just posted a meme in my, in my discord where it's just like, uh, you know, the Reaper one, it's like, was I, was I a good boy? <laughs> yeah. uh, it had uh, the horizon lunar colony in Paris. And it's like, uh, was I a good map? It's like, no, you guys were the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like everybody in my discord was like this is hilarious this is true yeah but um yeah it's it's good that like these maps were really difficult to take for sure um especially trying to push point two just on fun. you know two cp they were yeah they were just difficult maps to play on so with them being removed i'm fine with it um at the same time i'm really i'm sad that we're losing these maps mm-hmm. um but I do wish that, you know, maybe maybe they revisit it and remap the whole thing for something that can work in the future. Um, I mean, why would you spend so much time on the assets if you're not going to, if you're right. never going to use it again? So I do think that if they were to remodel the maps or make them, you know, work in a different way, I, I would be 100% on board. Yeah. But it, it just doesn't need to be, you know, exactly how it was. It, it can be different later down the line so i mean they have um, the digital assets already they can rework them but i mean would we rather them do that or create something new instead i don't know i don't know how much work comparatively it would be is my question for that but i think i think at least these maps did something there was there were things to like about them like the 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 singing omnic at the very beginning which we just all kept hitting and torturing that was at least that was a bit of fun thing that was a fun thing to interact with in the map and for horizon i really liked how there were like the outdoor parts of the base where you could like go zero gravity on the moon i feel like that was an interesting concept that could have been explored or utilized more i feel like it could have been made more integral to the actual map i don't know if i would have hated that more or if it would have been a, a good bit of variety but it's just kind of it, it feels so much like an afterthought for a base that is on the moon um but also there was a lot of good lore bits that they had in there like it was where winston came from 
we found his room. We found um, clues about Hammond there. So I feel like the the lunar colony at least had a purpose lore wise um, and had some interesting gameplay concepts. But Paris was just like, we had the singing Omnic and that was all that was really good about it. It was pretty too. It was pretty. Um, also, it had the piano. Now that, I think, now that I remember it, we had the piano that people could actually play. It was a playable digital piano in the game. So, yeah, and I I do like the assets that they had for this. I I would like them to. I mean, ideally, because we do have push mode now, right? Um, it would be nice if they reworked the maps to kind of adjust or like yeah. accommodate for something like this. Um, I know that it's a lot of work to work on, you know, the map geography, how to make all that work. But at the same time, like you have the assets, you have everything you can probably, you could probably work your way into it. It will not be like a quick one and done. Um, it will definitely take some time and I'm fine with seeing that. Um, if, if it takes a lot of time to do it and they decide to bring back, you know, horizon lunar colony and in uh, Paris as a new like style of map i'm 100 down to see that and then the last bit of overwatch news that we have which is actually pretty big news is that the overwatch 2 beta is coming out for pc at least uh, us console plebs are kind of just left in the dirt here as we always are um so I guess the, the latest update that we're getting from them, um, in addition to the alpha, is already out um, from the website. We are changing our release strategy by decoupling Overwatch 2's PvP and PvE experiences from one another to get new PvP content in your hands sooner while we continue to work on PvE. So I'm guessing now, because originally yeah, the original release strategy um, the original release strategy was to release Overwatch 2 as a PvE and PvE at the same time. While you wouldn't have to buy the PvE mode, it would be released along at the same time. So like it's all one big push for Overwatch 2. Now they're changing it to be that the PvP is coming out sooner and the PvE is just going to come later for those who want it, which honestly like makes a lot more sense. It, it really does because like why are we making everybody wait for the pvp stuff when not everybody wants to wait for the pve um and it's just going to be essentially like a patch a very very big patch update anyway because it's still free it's still the same game um you can still play it if you own overwatch one um so um, the PvP beta, at least, is coming out in late April. Um, it's going to feature the 5v5 mode that we, were, again, we're expecting. That's how they're changing the game. Um, Sojourn's going to be available. Um, new maps, uh, including a, the Circuit Royal, which is the new escort map. I believe that is the um, Monte Carlo one. Um, Midtown, which is a hybrid map. I think that's New York. Um, new Queen Street. Maybe maybe that, that one that one sounds like the <laughs> that one sounds like the New York map. Maybe that's the New York one. Oh no, maybe no. Midtown. Oh, no, yeah. no, is New Queen Street is that the Rome map? Because that's the push mode one. 
True. We we actually don't or know. It might be Canada because Canada was also push map. No, Colosseo is the Rome. It's definitely one. Rome. So New Queen is going to be the Canada map. Okay. Okay. So yeah, and so again with that, they're releasing push mode. Um, they're going to have hero re- reworks for Arisa, Doomfist, Bastion, and Sombra. So Sombra, um, her change I believe mainly is that her hack doesn't take out your abilities anymore. It just makes you more prone to damage from Sombra. Um, Bastion, um, they, they're overhauling Bastion completely where he only has, I think, 10 seconds of turret mode. And then his um, his primary fire when he's in sentry form, it takes... It, it slowed the rate of fire, but it is more precise. Doomvist is being moved to tank. And then I forget exactly what Arisa's rework is. It, it's just ability changes. Uh, I, I don't remember specifics, but I think it's just a different way how to play the game mm-hmm. uh, with Arisa, especially since they're trying to like... Uh, I don't know if it's specifically with the barrier, but they were trying to like mess with certain things so we'll we'll definitely see when we do get the beta um i i've signed up for the close beta but that doesn't guarantee that i get it um we'll see how that plays out and if i do get a peek at what's going on you know how is the how is the meta shifting and changing um that is definitely something that i will update you guys on if if i do get in there um it is really tough um but Obviously, we have that, and then you know, when whenever open beta comes out, mm-hmm. I will definitely try. So, yeah. Also, there's a new ping system coming to yeah. the the beta too. But yeah, um, you can like Kevin mentioned, you can request access to the closed beta by going on to playoverwatch.com. Um, they're going to be releasing access in phases. So as as more de- more space comes in and more developments come, they're going to be letting people going through. Um. I'm guessing this was the big news that they were teasing us for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, so there's that. Honestly, Kevin, we should like see if if having a podcast gets you access to the beta like sooner than later. Like we could totally just email Blizzard from our Believe account. Please, Blizzard, give me closed beta so I can see. Give him what... first crack. Yeah, let, let, me, let, me, let me just let me just see what what will go down here. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I do feel like that is going to be something that we, a lot of Overwatch players are going to be taking a stab at it. It's just going to be a matter of how different is this going to be? Is it going to bring players back? Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, is it a lot more of the same? Um, how does it feel? And that that is something that, you know, we, we won't know until we get in there, until we see how yeah. Overwatch 2 plays and the pace. Um but yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see. Um, on top of that, like the fact that they're decoupling the PVE mode, um, I feel like you will get a lot more players once that PVE mode is like fully inset too, because mm-hmm. that's a way to get people to come back and play with your friends rather than yeah. having to just be you know PvP all the time. Um, give us those like custom lobby feels. That is something that you can definitely take take away from it so it's um, something new and also like people also really like overwatch for the characters and the lore so like that's a that's a big draw as well that you're you're expanding this universe yeah so it's going to be really interesting to see how they go about that and i do hope that we get that 
pretty soon as well. Like, especially if it comes out in like, I mean, this is a big brain blizzard move. I know that they have this in their back pocket. Um, if they were to release it at like the end of May, end of May, right? Uh, right after, let's just say Memorial Day weekend or something like that. After Memorial Day weekend, intro to summer, they drop PVE, right? You will get everybody who, like, you know, if you are in school, you get your you get your summer break, you get your shot at playing, you know, Overwatch 2 with your friends, PvE mode, bring back all those, you know, Left 4 Dead and Back 4 Blood kind of feels. Uh, you can do it. And that would be the time to release it. Uh, so we'll see if they do decide to uh, to do that. And I hope that they do. If you do get access to the beta, Kevin, what are you most looking forward to out of the things that are are going to be at least in this round of um, of releases? Um, when yeah, when Overwatch two comes out, the first thing that I'm going to do is test out how the tanks feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a tank player from for my school and moving on forward i feel like that is one of the changes that like i need to understand why they cut the other other tanks and how does that play into the rest of the game right right um because if i'm equally as squishy from like previous games to now uh how can i feel my impact as a tank player um and then also at the same time, it's just like, how well is, how do the maps play? How does everything right. feel? I know that they wanted to overhaul it, but is this fresh enough to be the next Overwatch? Or is this just a repackage Overwatch 1 that, like, when the players come back to it, will it feel like too much of the same and bore us immediately? Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that I'm definitely keeping in uh like keeping in mind if I do get access to the closed beta. Well, fingers crossed that you do get access and you can let us know how doomed this place is a tank. Yeah, that that's something that I'll probably let somebody else handle. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not good at the at the doom fist. I can't play him either. Yeah. We should get chips to play him for us and let us know. Yeah, we could we could we could get somebody else. <laughs> Um, anything else we want to talk about this week or, or, or did we hit the end of our, our discussion topics? Uh, I, I think we hit everything, uh, just for the main stuff. Uh, I hope that once again, uh, there's going to be a lot more updates of what I'm working on next week. And I'll try to try to be good and diligent about letting you know what's, what's coming up. Um, but on top of that, uh, I want to I want to talk about, you know, uh, I hope that everybody in Japan right now is safe. You know, we had that they had that huge earthquake uh, that hit off the, uh, the the northeastern part of Japan um, earlier this morning and uh, morning for us. But I hope everybody in Japan is safe um, and we get to have, you know, if there is anything that we can do let us know um especially same thing you know goes for the efforts in ukraine as well um we definitely want to help people out and if we can in any way shape or form 
uh, through, you know, the podcast or whatever, uh, please let us know. Ditto all of that. Um, hope the rest, hope all of the people in Japan are safe. Our thoughts go to those in Ukraine and those affected by everything that's happening in Ukraine. Um, and for the rest of us, hope you have a, a great and safe week. And we will talk to you again soon. Adios. Next week, we bring you the latest in gaming and pop culture news. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.